we are pressured to get everything right, do everything the way that people tell us we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And through our platform, we try to normalize the different avenues, choices, ways in which you can do XYZ. Hello. Hello. Welcome to At Home. This is a place where we explore all the nooks and crannies of what makes us feel at home. The good, the meh, and the messy. We've been together over 10 years and we still have a lot to learn about each other. (laughs) I've been with myself for a long time and I still haven't figured myself out. It's a process. Well, there will be heated debates. Yeah, because Drew has very strong opinions Mm -hmm. about everything, like leaving the toilet lit up. Well, hey, we'll just bring in experts to help us solve those. What about you, though, leaving hair dolls in the shower? Ew. Uh, Those are gifts. (laughs) Yeah, that no one wants. This is all a part of our life at home. Hi. Are you yawning? Are you yawning? You yawn caught hi-ing? me mid-yawn. Yawn-har. You did Or it could sound like you're really excited to see them. Oh, hi. I didn't know you hit record already now. Oh, I didn't man. finish yawning. It's been a long day for Linda, and it's only 11 a.m. Uh, how's everyone feeling out there? How are you feeling, by the way, Lindy? Um, Tired, I'm supposing. <laughs> I'm sleepy because I got up to pee last night, and then I was up for a couple hours. Well, I didn't know that in the sense that I stayed asleep. (laughs) Is that normal for the husbands to feel lazy and to sleep? Because Linda has been getting up for like two hours every night and I I don't even hear her. Linda said last night she was actually walking around with a flashlight. She's walking around the room like on my side of the bed in the drawer. And she went downstairs to the kitchen. I heard nothing. If I just move like half an inch or if I try to tiptoe to the bathroom, Linda hears it all. Oh, yeah. I don't understand. I have eyes on my back. Do you think that you're waking up because we're, you know, getting pretty close to baby coming? Do you think this is your body and your mind mentally prepping you for the amount of time you're going to have to get up in the middle of the night to feed or pump? Probably. I I think that would make sense cuz I don't feel drowsy when I get up. But you um, do now. I do now. I'm feeling it now. You need a nap. Now, yeah. See, now your body's telling you you need a nap. I'm so confused right now because I I feel a sneeze coming on and I have to yawn. Mm. Hold on one sec. Oh gosh. Bless you. That's a very cute sneeze. Okay, let's do this. Well, there's still so much we're learning. (laughs) We're narrowing in on our newborn care specialist. So hopefully that decision will be made in the next couple of days. It's such a hard decision because, I mean, we're lucky to be able to talk to so many different people and pick their brains about... Parenting, birthing, everything, everything. And today we get to talk to Aileen Drexler, co-founder and CEO of Betches Media. Aileen is the host of the popular Betches podcast, Diet Starts Tomorrow. And she also has Betches Moms. She's a fun personality and she she speaks her mind. That's I'm what sure, I really love. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen them on Instagram. Um, they just share a bunch of real stuff. And Betches is a multi-platform media and entertainment company geared towards millennial women. Well, we're chatting with Aileen today because we are looking for some real non-sugar-coated advice on transitioning into parenthood. Let's welcome Aileen. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Woo-hoo. 
Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. (laughs) My security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. (laughs) Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Thank you so much for joining us. This is exciting on many levels, actually. I mean, not only are you an amazing, uh, driven business leader, but you are also a new mom, and we're about to be new moms. So uh, I want all <laughs> I want all the dirt because I oh boy, you know I haven't I haven't been anxious or nervous or I mean we've been reading and and listening to a lot of podcasts like yours. And sometimes when I'm reading, I'm like, should I be listening to this? Should I like? Am I freaking mm-hmm. myself? Is it making out? it worse? And so far it hasn't, um, just because you just go into it knowing like there are infinite possibilities and whatever you're planning may well, not go to plan. Yes. The moment you, you gave birth, Amila's your first? Yes, my first. The moment you gave birth, did everything you thought you knew go out the window? I didn't, I also didn't go into it knowing so much. I knew I had a lot of anxiety and I expected myself to have anxiety, but I also knew that things don't go to plan all the time. Mm-hmm. So like logically I was like this is not something I can control. So like limit the amount that you try to control. So I didn't I didn't read a book. <laughs> oh really? I didn't. My friend gave me a couple books and I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." And they're like still somewhere in a corner. <laughs> and she keeps me like, "Oh, by the way, I gave you that." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I forgot." <laughs> um but yeah, no, I so much just going. You you it's almost it's almost like it's too much information before you need it. Mm. So like I, I, the way I approached it was like learning things as they were happening right. because otherwise it feels overwhelming. But that again is just my personality. Um, and maybe you're different, but you seem very chill. <laughs> I mean, we, we are chill, but I think it's sometimes it can be like that duck in water. We look super chill, but look at our feet under the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I think though I, I like to be prepared. Maybe me, like uh, when he's we look more at, the control. Yeah, I, I'm the one that I like to know when things are happening. I wanted to know if it was a boy or girl, but Linda convinced me to, you know, let's not worry about the sex. Let's oh. just um, it doesn't really matter for us designing the the room or anything like that. We just want it to be vibrant and fun anyway. And I really like that we made that decision to not know. And yeah. we, we, we've read, we've had, you know, some, we call it our baby team that have been working with us <laughs> to help us uh, ed- educate us a little bit. But a month and a half from now. I'm sure that uh, a lot will change and a lot of sleep will go out the window. It will definitely go out the window. (laughs) I'm seven months in and, you know, I still am very, very exhausted, but (laughs) I hear that doesn't change. So, But you look great. Yeah, you can't tell. You can't tell. I have a nice filter on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of personalities, let's go back to you. 
How did the Betches personality come to be? So we started Betches, me and my two co-founders, Sammy and Jordana, in 2011 in college. We were seniors, and but yet we were also friends since we were children. So mm. like elementary school, I met Sammy was on my bus and Jordana I met at our fifth grade graduation, literally. Mm. Um, and so I think by nature of our very close relationship, we were very unfiltered with each other because we trust each other mm-hmm. like implicitly. So, but, and I think also we share the bond of humor and like the way that we communicate with each other is funny. We have a, since we grew up together, we have a similar context of upbringing. So we kind of get each other's jokes, references, all of that. And I think that led us to, I mean, that led us to communicate in that similar fashion in mm-hmm. our blog that we launched. Um, and we didn't really know that we were speaking authentically or right. we didn't really understand that this was a related, like what we were talking about was relatable mm. because we were, we, we didn't, we, we were sort of sharing observations that we noticed of people that were close to us. And little did we know that we were talking about millennial female culture as it's now called. It wasn't, we weren't really right. called, we didn't even know we were called millennials then. <laughs> um, and we try to stay as authentic as possible in everything that we share. We try to make it feel like Betches, even though we've been around for 11 years, is not, when you're reading something from us, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's coming from a company ever. It's yeah. like coming from your friend. How did you, so to become, you know, I work with my brother every day and we work very well together, but I also have worked with some friends over the years and it didn't work out as well. And how did you, how did you go from just being friends hanging out where you can just be that unfiltered selves to be able to run a company together? Because that doesn't really work all the time for a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's a secret sauce. <laughs> to be honest, it's it, it we've we know each other. That's a big part of it. Um we like you're saying you work with your brother. We have a very sisterly a sisterly bond because we've known each other for so long and we've lived together um mm. <laughs> for a couple of years and it's based on openly communicating and also being vulnerable and it's this shared feeling that, you know, we have to succeed together because, you know, we have no choice at this point. Like this is all through my success is Sammy's success and Jordana's success. And so Mm -hmm. that is a big motivating factor for sure. Can we talk about how that unfiltered and authentic voice is needed more now than ever with so much noise going on and so much toxicity going on? Yeah, I think that we've found that being unfiltered isn't necessarily like just saying whatever you think at all times. It's sort of sharing vulnerabilities um, around whatever we're talking about, whatever podcast you're on or whatever you're kind of sharing. And it's not just saying things just to be funny. It's really Mm -hmm. like, okay, this hit a chord with me. Like I just shared with you, I never read a book. I mean, okay, I'm sure a lot of people can kind of relate to that, but I'm not afraid to say that because, you know, it's, reality. And um, that is a little bit unfiltered, but I'm not trying to ever be perfect. And I think that's a lot part of our brand. But you know, there's also a lot of people oversharing these days and not for the the same reasons or that's not their motivation. So that's always our motivation is to make people feel like they're not alone and also to really be and to laugh along the way. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I actually, Linda and I just had a talk yesterday with when, when she goes into labor, my whole thing is I like to use humor just to diffuse a frustrating situation. And I was like, but 
please be honest with me. Am I going to be someone you want to punch in the face if I start <laughs> like trying to use the Drew humor while you're in the middle of pushing out a baby? Well, I have no idea. I have no idea how I'm going to be. So, okay, I might want to yes. hit you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but but uh, honest, yeah. I think that specifically is something that is really great. It, like you said, it's you know I think a lot of people sh- try to show a perfect image on social media. This is my mm-hmm. life. It's perfect. Or some people, like you said, maybe that there's an oversharing uh, side of culture. But in the ways that you sort of highlight the struggle of adjusting to motherhood and mm-hmm. and sort of different topics that you've had, I love it because it is a way of um, growing a community of people who have similar experiences or have some element of something that they can share, and it's creating an uh, an openness for people to feel mm-hmm. comfortable to share. And I really feel that that that's a big part of what I see from what you've built over the last decade. Thank you. I uh, yeah, it's. It's because on social media, a lot of people like, I mean, everybody follows a certain amount of people. And when you watch certain people's content or stories, you see you're not sharing all, all your whole life, right? So you're seeing like these perfect snippets and not that that person or that influencer is trying to be perfect, but that's what they're sharing. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people feel like they only see the the, the little cute sides of things. And we try to illustrate or show that, you know, it's not always so perfect. And, and we do that through our podcast, Betcha's Moms. And we try to talk about things that we feel we per, like we're, we're going through the journey ourselves. So like we feel is missing from whatever we see is out there. Like, for example, I'm starting to, my daughter just turned seven months I'm, this is where my anxiety comes into play because I just share it with people and they're like, me too. Um, but like I'm starting to, or I am supposed to be feeding her solids and I'm like, oh, where do I, like, what do I do? Like my pediatrician says one thing, you know, you hear another blogger say something else or you hear and then you're just like, how do I make choices? And when, and then I asked my my followers, my our Betches community, that question, they're like, I am the same way. Can you please share what people tell you? <laughs> I have no clue. Um, and so just, I got a lot of messages that were like, it's nice to hear that you don't know either. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel, because we all kind of sometimes feel like we're not doing enough as women, as, as moms, um, that is a common thread. So we're just trying to make again that like, it's okay to not be perfect. Let's mm-hmm. laugh along the way and let's learn some things because we're all sort of in this together. And and that's the positive side of a social community. Yeah. Is you know, being able to, I guess, crowdsource information yeah. from, mm-hmm. from people who are going through the same thing. Right. Um, and then and then we bring on experts on our yeah. show to answer a lot of the questions that we're feeling, you know swirling in people in our in our uh, community or audience's mind. And and it is overwhelming. There is so much information out there. And mm-hmm. especially when you're going through something for the first time, it's like, well, yeah. how do you how do you know if what you're reading is is vetted? You know, and then you go deeper and deeper and then it's like three AM and <laughs> Yeah. And there's also so much like con- contradicting information yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. There's like evidence yeah. for two sides of any argument. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of it is figuring out kind of who, what, who you want to be, what kind of mom you want to be or what kind of anything you want to be and how to make those choices for yourself. And again, being entertained along the way. <laughs> so tell me this, when, when you were raised compared mm-hmm. to how you're raising Mila, 
Can you mm-hmm. tell me a little bit differences? Like what shaped your personality and what, how do you feel that you want a parent to shape, not to shape, but to help guide Mila to where um, she'll naturally thrive? Well, what a question. <laughs> uh, my parents are immigrants. I'm half Ukrainian, half Russian. It's very relevant at this time. Mm. Um, but essentially they came to America because they were persecuted as Jews and they wanted a better life for their children. So I know that just baseline that my parents really cared about my future life. This was before I was even born. So from that aspect, that is important for my kid to know that even though I haven't haven't moved anywhere, that their future is extremely important to me. My parents, they didn't speak English. I didn't speak English for, as my first language. And um, I moved a lot. So I had to learn how to make a lot of friends. Um, But at the same time, I watched my parents really learn how to to make money and all of those things. Like my mom is OBGYN and my dad was in software and programming. They're both very smart, but they're extremely hardworking. So I really learned my work ethic, I think, Mm. from the two of them. And especially my mom, she had to go to medical school here. They did not Mm. accept any of her like college degrees, nothing mm. from the Soviet Union. Um, she wasn't around a lot. So I, I watched her figure it out. Obviously, I thank them for where I am today. And so how am I going to take that to how I'm going to parent my kid? Well, work ethic is important. Your community is really important. Your friends are really important. And it's hard to, to know exactly what kind of parent you want to be. Yeah. And I, I think certainly... Children of immigrant parents have a different perspective and appreciation for the value of work and just how lucky we are to to live where we live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's part definitely part of my identity, mm-hmm. and it's definitely shaped me. For me, it's always been like I have to be successful. I have to make it. I have to be independent mm-hmm. as a woman. Um, I never really want to rely on anybody. It's definitely a different mindset for sure. Speaking to your background, Ukrainian and, and Russian, do you find what's happening right now, has that been something that has also um, been the basis of some of your conversations with your mom, reflecting on what she's she had been through to get here and what some of her family might be going through now? It's hard to see from their, her perspective or my dad's perspective to see a person, one person trying to turn to make it the way that it was before, go after something that they had escaped. And you, and it really changed. Before I really, in terms of my identity, I really didn't think about it a lot. I was like, oh yeah, my parents are from the Soviet Union, USSR. And like my mom doesn't even say she's from St. Petersburg. She's from Leningrad, which is what it was called most of when she uh, lived there. Now, because of this, it makes me think about my identity a lot. We raised a lot of money. We matched donations for from Betches. And I was very proud to be able to do that now too and give back. We'll include information on how people can donate in our show notes. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. (laughs) Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. 
how do you take that challenge? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you're inspired by your parents' hard work and you're appreciative of, you know, them coming here to give you the opportunity yeah. to create what you have. Yeah. But when it comes to juggling work and motherhood or whenever you're asked, like, how do you juggle work and motherhood? How do you receive that question? Is it with a lot of pressure or is it pressure that you put on yourself or a combination? Like, it, I think it comes with expectation that working mothers need to juggle it all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just how, how do you it's, handle it's that? It's like such an annoying question, right? Men are not asked that ever. And I think about that all the time and how yeah. we can change that. Every time I accept a late night dinner or any time that I'm not with my daughter and only I've only been a mom for seven months, so this is not a long thing. But I always think about that and then I think about what kind of relationship I had with my mom growing up and what I have now with my mom. She was working like crazy, crazy hours. She never even had a like a partner in her practice. Mm. So it was, she was really like 24 seven on call. A baby's born, she's there. I think about that give and take, but at the end of the day, I don't think that there's one good or right way at all. Mm -hmm. I think life is, you're always sacrificing something for something else. But at the end of the day, I do have a great relationship with my mom now. And, you know, with any relationship, it ebbs and flows and certain things bring you closer. And not surprisingly enough, me getting pregnant and having a, a daughter has brought us extremely close. Mm -hmm. So that's that I feel is, is worth it in the end, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so much pressure on women to be these like perfect moms. And, you know, and sometimes that pressure is internal. I pressured myself so... Even though I, I said, I have no plan for anything. <laughs> like, I'm going to take it as, you know, th as things happen. I had this expectation that I was going to breastfeed. And turns out I couldn't for... As I had to supplement. And at the time, it felt like this huge failure. Like, I was, you know, failing my kid in some way. And I, like, really dug deep to try to understand why. <laughs> because this is a new feeling. Like, I didn't think about breastfeeding my whole life. <laughs> and it's because we are pressured to get everything right. Do everything the way that people tell us we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And through our platform, through Betcha's Moms, we try to normalize the different avenues, choices, ways in which you can do X, Y, Z. I didn't realize at the time that so many people supplemented formula because it was such it's such a controversial topic that people like don't mm -hmm. really want to talk about and some people even said you know a lot of people who say they breastfeed like actually did um formula feed or did supplement mm. and they just don't share that because of mm -hmm. they don't want to be perceived xyz so those conversations again like i said unfiltered but like i'd like to make somebody feel a little bit less alone by sharing certain things or being vulnerable about how i'm feeling about these things and i think that kind of takes the pressure off and that's kind of what we that's what we like to talk about and show on our show on our instagram through all of our content that like there's no such thing as perfect yeah life's messy yeah i and that's the thing that i think is so Great. If we see a shift away from the perceived perfection on social and we dig in more to real life, mm -hmm. I think in a lot of, even if we're talking about, you know, mental health, I think there's, there, there will be a lot more embrace by everyone 
when we can talk about it more because a lot of us are dealing with um, these different topics in different ways and or people have been afraid to, to discuss certain things. So and I think mm-hmm. certain groups of people too, like with, with conversations on motherhood, it's so important to include the other partner in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's, if it's just conversations amongst women, it's, it's always going to be like an us versus them type thing or like us convincing you that, there are an infinite number of ways to do this. Wait, are you guys ganging up on me right now? Is that the plan here? Yes. But I, yeah. <laughs> That's why we're really here. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think the more people that are included in the conversation, the, the better the shared experience would be. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. I think also like opening the conversation at home and like saying like, these are the things I'm anxious about or these are the things I'm deciding or this is what I'm going through and we need to do this together. I think mm-hmm. that helps with that. Just in line with what you're saying there, the more Linda and I have been talking about, she's the more she fills me in on the things that are going through her mind and mm-hmm. something that might be making her feel anxious or just the experience, the more it helps me. Last night we spoke about this because Linda just in sort of casual passing, she just said, oh, there's so many things we still have to do um, prepping for the baby to come. And I was like, no, there isn't. And that and, just started And up. she went over the deep end and uh, <laughs> the emotions were flowing heavy. And all I meant was like, no, no, we're good. We got this kind of a thing. But in her mind, it was a whole other thing. And right. it helped me realize um, that, you know, from my perspective, I don't realize everything that she's going through physically, mentally, uh, mm-hmm. emotionally. And so- right. And I'm yeah. sure you're in this like <laughs> nesting phase too. Oh where yeah. You feel like you got to just go around and do everything and set yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Linda's on the verge of tears right now. <laughs> no, because I'm remembering our <laughs> argument, and it was such a, like it was such a petty. It was it was like about a playlist. The <laughs> playlist. So, oh my God, don't talk to you about a playlist. <laughs> I just so Linda Linda said we should make the playlist, but we hadn't done it yet. I'm like, oh, okay, well we'll get on that. And she's and then she said, oh, there's so many things we have to do. I'm like, there's not that much. Uh-huh. And then it was and I was this. just so upset. And I'm, I'm like, right now I just like started crying because I'm like, well, how can you say there's not a lot to do? <laughs> I know. Right. Right because your list is probably so long. Yeah. And it's hard to even like prioritize anything because it's also you're not sure how anything is going to go. So you want to be prepared for all yeah. possible outcomes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I hear you. But I'll tell you, this, this comes back. I'll tell my story about playlist. This comes back to what you were saying about don't make jokes in the, <laughs> in yeah. the delivery room. Um, my husband was holding my hand or I was like full on pushing and it was cra- like crazy. And he was, we didn't talk about a playlist cause I was like, do we need one? I'm not going to hear it over my like screaming. <laughs> um, and he was playing like all these, he turned on like to be funny. He turned on final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and I was I was literally screaming next song <laughs> like in between pushes. And so don't oh try to be funny. So I, I can tell you right now, my final countdown, because that is on my list of songs that I would throw on. I have salt and pepper, push it. Uh, and, I, I know, uh, but yeah. So maybe, maybe I'll hold off on that. So. So a question though, again, this is from me, you know, just my personality and the way my mindset is and how I think I'm not necessarily digging as deep emotionally as what Linda is with what she's going through. So coming from someone who 
you know, just six, seven months ago went through the same process. And you see how just saying one thing or Linda, Linda thinking to yesterday, emotionally, she's mm-hmm. right there, tears running down her cheeks. What's, what's something that you can say that sort of can relate to this situation and maybe help me understand a little more of the process? Oh, oh boy. I'm going through. Um, first of all, like, Linda, I'm sure you're feeling lots of hormones too that you don't even realize. And that's also like igniting tears immediately. But like the anxiety of like what's to come, like you don't know how something's going to go. You're about to do something that you've never done before. Mm -hmm. Like that and your body is physically doing it. And there's that unknown, I think. Please tell me if I'm wrong, Linda, but that unknown is a little bit scary. So I think that oh, yeah. me personally, I was focusing on a lot of different things like task oriented goals, right. like to set up to get my mind off of that looming, mm. like what's going to happen. Because also like every birth story is so different and you don't know what yours is going to be regardless of what you plan. Like that was the first thing my mom always told me as an OB, like she was like, everybody who makes a birth plan, like that she used to send it to me almost always it goes out the window. Nothing Mm -hmm. ever goes exactly the way that you want it to go. Mm -hmm. Definitely, if you need an advocate in the room who knows what they're doing, that's definitely helpful. But like, I wouldn't hold on so intensely to a birth plan for anybody who's listening who has. Yeah. Um, Because you'll be just be more disappointed when it does Mm. not go that way. I also was like having weird nightmares before um, giving birth. Oh man. Because I didn't buy a bassinet yet. She, in my dream, they put her in this like this like mop bucket, <laughs> and then and then I like in that same dream slash nightmare, I look over like two minutes, what felt like two minutes in my dream, and and my baby was no longer a baby; she was like a teenager. Oh my god! So it was like this. Also, I was examining. I was like, this is a fear of like you know, yeah, you know, you have this shot and you're just, you can miss it in a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like it was just it was textbook. <laughs> it was this oh textbook. Gosh. I'm unprepared and I'm scared. So, but my mother-in-law gave me the advice to just like make a couple lists about things that you're anxious about. Just get it down on paper, off your mind, uh-huh. and yeah. share it. It might make you feel a little better, but I hope that helps. I had one where, because it's it's funny when it when the baby's kicking and you kind of think you can see like a, a hand or a foot, yeah. and in the dream it kind of it was so weird. It kind of just like came out of my belly, oh, like it scary. like detached like kind the face? of. No, the whole baby. Oh, like I didn't have to birth it out of my vagina. Oh. I, I just it's like just... took it out of the out of my well, belly. That like, sounds easier. And it was just so weird. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was a toddler. And I was right, like, what? Right. what? <laughs> oh my God, it's like the same dream. It's so Maybe weird. Maybe you have some sort of thoughts about C-sections. Oh, hmm. yeah, possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Her sisters have had them. So. All, all three of my sisters have Maybe had C-sections. Maybe that's what you yeah. think that might happen or are worried about it. Maybe, or. yeah. Well, the doctor did tell us, uh, our OB told us a couple of days ago that the baby has a giant head. Thanks to Jim. Like me. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe that's going to have to happen. We'll and see. You never know. I'm, I'm open to it. <laughs> yeah. so, Again, you have to just kind of roll with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we literally could go on forever asking you about your baby experience and also, you know, get getting a little more info from Betch's moms. There's so much you could tell us, but I do want to just sort of shift back in general to your business and your work and what you're looking forward to doing over the coming years. What's something mm. you're really excited about for Betch's? 
Well, we are launching our first canned cocktail. And it is so good. It's called Faux Pas. And we created it in collaboration with Gallo, who created uh, High Noon. So we are really, really excited. We made four different flavors to our tequila base. It's real, real alcohol, real ingredients to our vodka based. We have a spicy mango margarita, a Mm. Bartlett pear mule, a grapefruit vodka soda, um, a lemon mint vodka soda. I can't tell you how excited I am about this because I personally... I had to do a lot of tastings, like just ta- doing like, you know, talking to retail stores and all of that stuff. When you do tastings, you have to pour it out. And like, I really didn't want to pour it out. I was like, we, this is a waste. Like, I want to keep drinking this. This is delicious. It's it's fun. And you like, you feel it and it's so great. And it is out and you can get it on Drizzly. It's called Faux Pas. We've been working on this for two years. and. Wow. That's always been our thing. We love, you know, we love to have a good time. I love to unwind with a cocktail. Sorry, and Linda, you're out of luck right now. Um, I'll handle the faux pas. We when I <laughs> when we were taste when we started it, I got I we were gonna do our first like big tasting, and I was like, oh shit, I just forgot I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing and congratulations. Yeah, thank congrats. you. The baby thank just, uh, I think the baby just punched. It's two arms like this, like, woo! (laughs) Spicy mango margarita. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have two for you guys. Well, we we like to to wrap up our conversations with our speed round, if you're ready for some hard-hitting questions. I am ready. All right. What meal makes you feel most at home and who cooked it? I was going to say sushi and the restaurant. (laughs) 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 I just really, like, what for me feels like home is, like, having a really good meal with my husband or my parents and everybody loves sushi. So that's always makes me feel like home. I have tried making sushi once and I did not do as well as the deal the restaurant. (laughs) I would never even try. (laughs) (laughs) What's your most vivid memory of home? Ooh, so many different versions of home. When I think about home with my husband and my daughter, it's just us kind of hanging out on the couch. That's really very vivid and just nice. What are three things on your bedside table? My Apple TV remote, (laughs) a very large bottle of water, and my little jewelry holder. Take my rings off. So not a, not a faux pas cocktail (laughs) can? Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Yeah. What is a memorable growth moment? So by the way, I've never, we've never taken on investors. We've grown betches completely bootstrapped at first and self-funded and um, just funded by our profit rather. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, when we had offices originally, when we were growing, we were in WeWorks. And so when we moved into our first office, that was really just an amazing, amazing moment to like look around and be like, wow, like this is, this feels like such a great place. <laughs> you did it. Yeah, that yeah. was a big step. All right. Last question. Best parenting advice that you've ever received? (laughs) Okay. Something that, I mean, obviously received because it hits home for me is you have no choice but to go with the flow. Like that's, you have no other option because your baby or child dictates that for you. (laughs) Does that help? 
It's just yeah. good for me with Linda in general. I have no choice but to go with the flow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with you really, flow. you don't like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen or what anything, uh, what their kids yeah. going to start saying or yeah. doing. And <laughs> you just kind of have to go with it. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. We're thank you. excited about things to come with uh, with Betches and and also you. continuing to follow along with your podcast. Um, we appreciate the time. Thank Thanks you so, so much. much. And good luck to you guys. You're going to do great. Oh, thank you. And by the way, we have an amazing team and just want to say a huge thank you to all of them. We could not do this without them. Brandon Angelino. Annalie Bell. Hannah Fan, Courtney Iwanis. West Friend. Chris Cobain. Nicole Schachter. And Sabrina Ayakobuchi. Also, our theme music is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. And our music composed and produced by Rick Russo. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have a few seconds, don't forget to subscribe and rate. Yes, please do. Please do. And also leave comments on our social media at At Home. We love to hear from you. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (laughs) Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like... Lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.